Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Star Wars Rank. Me and a guest ranking things in Star Wars. Pretty simple. Let's get into it with our special guest. Joseph Scrimshaw. 
I'm honored to be here. I want to be special uh, whenever I can, so I'm happy to be a special guest. Yeah, uh, you know this is uh, this has uh, become a, a, a regular tradition. Uh, you and me, special <laughs> guesting on each other's shows on our own feed. It's how it works. It's how it works. Uh, but uh, we've got a great uh, show today. This is going to be a happy show. Why? Because we are ranking the happiest moments in Star Wars, which is quite frankly uh, a little bit of a loaded kind of topic because. What's actually happy? What's inspiring? What's just fist pumping? What might be just bittersweet? Uh, it is, and what makes us happy versus what's making the characters happy? We're going to get deep into the philosophy of happy today, Joseph. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, when we were talking about this topic, it just seemed like a good one for uh, the early part of a new year to just talk about something that's happy. Yeah. We talk about so many deep moments or thrilling moments, and some of those thrilling moments, like you're saying, are like, I really enjoy that moment. But the character's probably kind of having a rough time <laughs> while I'm applauding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was really curious to think about happy moments. And the thing I was most struck by, I had a couple in mind, right? And right. then when I started thinking of more, a lot of them were totally happy in that moment. But there was something unhappy right around the corner. Or they were happy in relation to something bad that had just happened or was going to happen. Yeah. Bittersweet at best. And it made me appreciate even more that I think that is a part of Star Wars of like, uh, you know, the light side and the dark side. Those are just, those are emotions. Those are life. Good things happen. Bad things happen. And you got to enjoy the good ones when they're there. Yeah, well said, because a lot of my moments have a uh, doom right around the corner, too. And I try to maybe separate those ones. And some I decided, nah, it's just it just doesn't work. And then one, as you all see, I, I decided, no, nah, I'm going to stand by it, even though it's uh, in one of the more sadder slash controversial moments in Star Wars. Um, <laughs> and, and and the big thing of how does it make me feel as someone being a Star Wars fan is watching it uh, in conjunction with how the characters are feeling. So we'll kind of see where that goes. And we always say, oh, it was really hard. So many choices. I will admit, I did not have as many choices as I thought I would, not because there isn't a ton of happy moments in Star Wars, but because of all the things we're kind of saying here, I, I just wanted to make sure I, I was truly picking a happy moment, you know? Yeah, I think the only thing for me, the only caveat is there are a couple moments that might have been on my list, but we have talked about them a lot. They uh, they fall under lots of uh, possible ranked topics lately. <laughs> yeah. So there's one or two I was like, I, I, I think I've talked about that enough. Yeah, I got one of those too. And then uh, the other ones were also like, uh, how long, I could go long, but how long could I go on just wicket dancing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And whose happiness is that? Uh, it, wicked, certainly. But who else? <laughs> who else is? Is it R2's? It looks like it. So without further ado, we're going to get on into this. You all know how it works. We go five to one, beginning with Joseph's number five choice for the happiest moment in Star Wars. What do you got? Uh, so my number five is one of the two that just popped into my mind. And this is a moment of happiness that I don't think is uh, bittersweet. I don't think it's uh, right before something really bad happens. I mean, it's, uh, you know, Star Wars is a story of conflict, like all stories. So something yeah. bad's always going to happen. Um, but it is during a crisis. And that made it even more interesting to me because I think that is a very true thing in life of uh, sometimes you're oh, you're happy, but then the rug uh, falls out from under you, mm -hmm. gets pulled out from under you. But a lot of times it's just, hey, there's a lot of stress going on, but you can take this moment mm. to be truly happy about the moment that you're in and the thing that you're doing. Uh, so from that perspective, my number five is Solo takes the wheel in the movie Solo. Uh, I absolutely love this moment. It is in uh, this dire escape from Kessel 
there is true sadness right around the corner. Uh, Solo actually is uh, ordered out of a room of great sadness where L3 is in the process of dying. Right. Uh, and Land- Beckett tells him to get to the cockpit. And so Lando gives him the head nod saying, yep, please take my ship. I'm busy um, watching my friend die. So that's sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then the run in, the leap kind of over the chair and into the chair. Yeah. It's so Han Solo. It is the the cool version of Riker's leg swing over the chair that he does in The Next Generation. It's legitimately cool of how would, you know, a, a fast-talking smuggler, outlaw, cool guy get into the seat that way. The leap and then that beautiful moment where Alden just takes a second as Solo to appreciate. This is where I've been trying to get for a really long time is behind the wheel of one of these things and feel like I am in charge of where I go next, right? There's that sort of deep emotional, I get to be in charge of where I go next feeling that you have that sort of connects back to American, uh, you know, myth about cars, their freedom. Yeah. You you get to go where you want to go. Um, but then I think for, they built up in the movie so well too, that he's got a relationship with this ship in right. uh, this specific ship, but this model that his father built in, that his father wanted to fly but couldn't. And just like all of that is there in just this brief moment where it seems like Han Solo is like, we're in terrible crisis, a lot of bad things happening. This is a happy moment for me. I'm going to appreciate that for a half second and then grab that wheel and go. And even once he takes off, there is still that moment as he's flying up out of the atmosphere that he just looks amazed. He's just marveling at it that he's doing it. He's flying this beat-up old Corellian freighter. Mm. This this is this is a wonderful moment. I love this because I've always been obsessed with the Han and Chewie hands on the uh, the, the the you know the the Falcon uh, putting it into light speed at the end of the film. Just and you know they're going to go start their adventures together. But this is even uh, you know not only just before that, but sets that up too for me. Of just we know Han's life. We know we know the next forty years or so uh, that's going to happen and 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 where it ends up and. And to, whether or not all the stuff's going on, like you said, uh, sadness is around the corner. Uh, he's playing this character of Han Solo in his mind, and he's got to go through that growth and all that kind of stuff. And that, to me, all you, it, it falls off to focus on this great moment. I love that you highlighted that Alden really takes it as Han Solo to be like, yeah, I'm supposed to be here, and this means everything to me. Yeah, this is where I've been trying to get. Like, it is a big life version, but... um. But for me, it feels a little bit like, you know, when you've had a busy, stressed day and you finally get to sit down yeah. <laughs> at the end of the night, like, I have a burrito, my partner in a television show. I'm going to appreciate this for just a sec. Uh, it is. It is. Yeah. You have those moments. And I, I remember one time I was racing to a car fire to put out a raging car fire. And it, it's a bad situation. And it, as I get up there, I'm like, yeah, I like this. This is fun. <laughs> And it's, you know, I'm not facing, a, you know, the empire running away, uh, trying to get out of a, a dangerous area. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 I see you, Han Solo. I see you and I feel you. Yep. Yep. It's a big moment when Han takes the wheel of the Falcon for the first time. So I absolutely love that one. There you go. You're number five. Also a great country song. Solo, take the wheel. Um, <laughs> my number five is in literally the same area. It's the same cockpit, the same set of chairs, everything. It is a little bit later in A New Hope, and it is Leia hugging Chewie after they all <laughs> escape from the Death Star. Oh, man. This, like you said, with the solo taking the wheel, kind of popped in your head, right? It just was there. You kind of knew this is one of the, your, your happier moments. This has been one of my favorite moments since I was a kid. 
and talk about there's all this stuff going on around them. They've just nearly been killed. They escaped its Death Star. Ben Kenobi sliced in two in front of them and vanishes. What's going on there? <laughs> um, uh, Leia has no time to process the, the loss of Alderaan and her family and her people and her world. And, uh, you know, she puts the blanket on Luke, all those kind of things. Uh, and then in the back of her head, she knows this escape was too easy and there's probably something bigger going on. And, oh, yeah, the Death Star still uh, bearing down on the rebels. A lot of things not to be happy about. But I've always, Joseph, been obsessed with the little just explosion of joy for surviving, for living to fight another day, the connection. Uh, you know, a little, not too long ago, she she had called him a walking carpet, but here's <laughs> Leia into the arms of Chewie. And, and that that relationship, that, uh, you know, that protective uh, feeling that Chewie can provide for Leia and does for, for many times over, over the years, it kind of begins here. So there's a lot of that uh, going on. And and it also was moments as, as, a, as a kid, like as a younger kid, where it just seems so real, almost like it was... Uh, made up like in my mind and i'm not saying this is like behind the scenes knowledge i'm just saying it, as a seven eight year old I, I thought like carrie fisher broke character and was just happy they got through the scene <laughs> and just hugged peter mayhew like there's just something we did it. yeah there's just something so joyful about this moment despite everything going on and it's my number five entry because of that uh, I love the headcanon. Is we got through all these lines. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, we can stop being having people shake this cockpit. Yeah, uh, no, I, I'm right there with you. I think there's so many moments in A New Hope that uh, it's a part of the initial power of Star Wars that it's this um, thrilling adventure with high stakes. And when the characters escape, there's moments of celebration. Yeah. Uh, and you're right that this is uh, Leia was feeling grumpy. <laughs> she yeah. doesn't actually dislike Chewie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. But the biggest one for me is exactly what you said of this is such a little life lesson of celebrate the small victories. Yeah. Because Leia's like, yeah, in moments she's going to be like, that was too easy. They let us escape. Uh, they're probably tracking us, you know, but she's still like we were being fired at and that could have gone wrong, too. So, hey, we uh, we solved this problem. We'll solve the next problem in a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Small victories. You, you, you keep adding those up. You keep taking those chances that Jen was talking about there. And uh, uh, you, you can uh, you can uh, win the day. You can you can f take over, uh, uh, you know, win the galactic civil war. The rebellion can uh, can win it all. And it just starts with these little tiny explosions of celebration and joy. Yeah, that's good exactly. Win. Yeah. Let's all hug Chewy when we have a victory. That's not a, it's not a bad thing, you know? And, uh, yeah, look, I, I don't even want to bring up super negative stuff, but I do still, you know, I think JJ apologized enough, but a hug in the force awakens between these two would have, would have, uh, meant, uh, would have meant a lot going back to moments like this. I'm totally fine without it there. And, and it's been six years on for that silly controversy, but, um, you know, Chewie and Leia hugging is important. It's a key thing in star Wars. Absolutely. And they do hug in, in the initial greeting, right? It's yes. just the, the uh, yes, choreography sure. there where, yeah. where Chewie looks like, I'm not talking to you today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, but that is my number five. We're off and running and now up to your number four. Uh, my number four is, uh, it's an odd one that I would not have thought of unless we had been doing the Clone Wars report um, podcast series where we were watching each episode, each arc of Clone Wars and really digging in. And there's a lot in the Clone Wars of fun moments with Anakin. There are a lot of moments where you get to see him kind of be the hero and you can see how he mm. was a great Jedi Knight who really had compassion and really had an instinct to do whatever he can uh, to help people. And that's something I always love seeing. I like seeing the 
the reasons that he fell to the dark side, but I always like seeing that spark of that's who he really could have been. Uh, so I was really uh, thinking about happy moments for Anakin. Mm-hmm. And this moment jumped out to me. It is at the end of season three of the Clone Wars. There's the short arc where uh, Ahsoka is lost in battle. She's kidnapped by Trandoshans. Anakin's tearing himself apart with fear. This is exactly his deepest fear uh, that he doesn't have the power to save the people that he loves. He's supposed to be a master. He let her down. Uh, Ahsoka is resilient. She survives. Make it back. There's this reunion at the end of that arc, the end of that season. And I just wrote down the dialogue. This is probably not as well memorized as, you know, (laughs) dialogue from the original trilogy. Uh, So uh, Ahsoka says to Anakin, When I was out there alone, all I had was your training and the lessons you taught me. And because of you, I did survive. And not only that, I was able to lead others to survive as well. And Anakin is really emotionally affected. He says, I don't know what to say. Ahsoka says, I do. Thank you, Master. And Anakin says, you're welcome, my Padawan. They both have a nice little bow to each other and walk off happily. Mm -hmm. And Yoda observes this and kind of smiles, kind of takes it in of like, hey, this really might work. This idea of giving him a Padawan so he has a kind of a bigger picture to look at so he can learn how to become attached to someone but also let him go. Hey, maybe it's all going to come up roses. <laughs> <laughs> so I admit that part of it gets bittersweet. Yeah. But I want to uh, stay focused on the positive. It's just one of those great moments where Anakin is just tearing himself up the way we can all do of like... Uh, I let my greatest fear happen. It has to be my fault. I should have been able to do something. And then the student gets to say to the master, like, or, or really the child gets to say to the parent in this context, mm. like, you didn't fail me at all. In fact, you gave me everything I needed to succeed. And that's why I succeeded. And it's just, it's a happy moment for Ahsoka, but it's such a gift to Anakin. And it's so what he needs to hear. And it's just nice to have that moment where he is not tortured, where he feels like mm. I did something right. And because of that, the person I care about is okay. Beautifully said there. Uh, I love that you selected this moment uh, because uh, there's, yeah, there's the Clone Wars can be overwhelming if you're picking moments, right? There's just so many right. episodes, so many things. And yeah, you're, we don't watch them as much as, you know, New Hope's been, been in my brain for so much, but we just recently had the pleasure of watching this one on Clone Wars Report and it is uh, happy, sweet, like, it's a sweet moment, and I'm glad you touched on it. I'm glad Anakin got to experience something sweet, and that those are some of the memories he probably carries with him, and along the way might torture him a bit, but in my mind, that just means they're there, and he's not losing connection with them, and he's fighting them, and, and eventually will, as we know, get back to those kind of moments. And I think it's moment like, moments like these, where it's not that he's like, oh, I learned the lesson back then, but just like the the, the base level emotion, and this is probably one of happiness, joy, uh, and, and I think that and uh, probably kept some fires lit in him for a a long while. Yeah, absolutely. It is amazing to think of him, you know, twisted by the dark side and having to believe that everything the Jedi taught him was a weakness and a lie and a manipulation. And Mm -hmm. memories like this are the ones that he has to really be like, I just don't think about that. Or if I do, it's like, well, that was nice, but uh, it all got perverted by the Jedi. So it doesn't even, you know, like he has to work to uh, fight against this memory. Yeah. And on the flip side, you got Ahsoka, who's who's carrying that same memory, which is probably painful at times, probably Mm -hmm. tragic at times, but also is... uh, 
uh, keeping in line with, you know, the, the idea that Padme puts out there. There's still good in him, which, uh, uh, as we've discussed here in this channel, uh, tracks uh, all the way straight to Luke. And it's yep. part of uh, that legacy and that connection. But it's there for Padme, uh, excuse me, for, well, Padme, but also Soko as well. And, and, it, and, it's, and it's there. You see it. And that's one of the joys of the Clone Wars, right, is is the promise on some of the stuff we grew up with or some of the stuff that was even said in the prequels or original trilogy about Anakin being a great pilot and all those kind of things and a good friend, all these things. Like, we, I think Clone Wars really delivers on a lot of that moments. And this, for that, uh, that, that alone is a very happy moment. Yeah, super, super happy moment. Anakin did a good job training Ahsoka. So that's my number four. <laughs> great number four. We're up to my number four. And I, you know, I'll admit, little pull back the curtain here. I got your list, and I was like, "Son of a gun, he's so great." Pull a Clone Wars moment. I, let me, and I just there's so many. So I tried to center myself. Did a little uh, Grogu on the uh, stone kind of meditation here for Star Wars. It was like, what, what, what's a animated moment that I remember making me in the moment feel happy? And I went to Ahsoka as well. And my number four is Ahsoka and Rex reuniting in Rebels, which would be season two, episode three. Uh, uh, she, of course, appears at the end of uh, Rebels season one uh, as Fulcrum. And then, uh, you know, there's kind of this uh, this season two starts with, hey, go get these uh, these old friends. And, of course, it turns out to be Rex and uh, Gregor and uh, Wolf, right? Uh, the other clones. Mm-hmm. Um, great run. But Rex and Ahsoka, and they have a great little meeting. The, the ghost crew comes down the hall. Ahsoka's on the other end. And they do the old... Uh, stop and peel back like the water's partied and Rex comes through big burly mm. beard, the, the armor and he, you know, he's a little older, a little wild, wider, but uh, the same soul. And uh, to, you know, Soka and him have a, a great reconnection. There's some wonderful dialogue and, and, and Ahsoka is, you know, she's older, she's wider, wiser. And Rex even said, you, you got older. Um, they're having fun, but she's, she's keeping a little bit of, I don't know, decorum, like a, not, you know, not a, not a, like not a Jedi, ma- a cold Jedi master, but she's trying. And then she kind of, kind of just says nuts to that and gives him a big warm hug. And mm. that's a great happy moment then. But that is a moment that now even has more power with Clone Wars Season 7. We actually see some of the stuff they went through at the end. We actually know how it ended to see this kind of a reunion uh, it's one that I think is going to get to grow in power over time, um, especially now we got the Ahsoka series uh, coming out, and who knows if old Rex will show up in that. So anyways, I thought about it, went with my gut, and I love that moment. I love when they see see each other, and I love just the sweetness of this uh, embrace from Ahsoka of just saying, I, I, I almost like I, I've needed this connection. I've missed this connection. I always felt it was there. It was always important, and now here it is again, and I love that. That is so great. That's such a great one to pull. Ahsoka and Rex have such a great relationship that uh, has these uh, sort of um, these these check marks is not the right word, but um, these pillar points, right, that from their meeting in the Clone Wars animated film where they seem to kind of hit it off right away and, and Rex kind of gives her advice but also respects her. Yeah. And that they're both like, yeah, we're, we're both, uh, we're kind of partnered up because we're both Anakin's number two from a certain point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and we're both, uh, figuring this out together. Um, and such just mutual respect and love. And then going many beats throughout the Clone Wars animated series, but then mm-hmm. going through that they went through Order 66 together and that they worked together to get one another out alive and then seem to have, have to kind of go their separate ways yeah. than to have them come back in this moment and uh, I love the way you describe it uh, that yeah Rex is sometimes at his most emotional when he is following protocol right mm-hmm. that he is uh, being serious and saying it's been an honor and <laughs> yeah. you know uh, saluting and that kind of thing 
Um, so to have this be a moment where I'm sure Soka's been through a lot in this time, right? And had mm-hmm. a lot of heartbreak and had a lot of like, just the force feels colder, right? Yeah. Um, because the prevalence of the dark side, the light side's still there, but the, totally. the dark side is everywhere, right? Absolutely. So for her to just reconnect with like, you know, the heart of who I am is a compassionate person yeah. and I want to express compassion. That's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. The the force being a little cold. This is a, an era, and yeah, she is older, and she is wiser, and she also that also means she uh, has felt a lot more pain and a lot more separation. And uh, we, you you often talk, Joseph, about Star Wars uh, preaching this mes- message of connection and community, and to mm-hmm. see it right here in a in a simple form. So that is uh, my number four choice, uh, Rebels season two, episode three. And eventually, yeah, one day we'll have the Rebels report here on, on, on Force Center. We're going to get to all those episodes <laughs> in deep dive. Uh, we got to get through uh, Boba Fett, Kenobi, Andor. Ahsoka, Acolyte, Lando, Visions 2, Bad Batch 2, and Clone Wars. We'll get to there. Uh, I kid. We'll make it happen. All right. That is my number four. Uh, Now it's up to your number three happiest moment in Star Wars. My number three happiest moment is another hug. Are all of our, how many of our, how many of our moments are going to be hugs? I think a lot. A lot of hugs. A lot of hugs coming. (laughs) There's a lot of hugs. Uh, This was another moment that really jumped out. Uh, at me because it is a moment of true uh, connection and happiness uh, in the middle of an absolute crisis. And there's some more sad things coming up and some more happy things coming up. But I'm going to The Force Awakens. And in particular, I'm going to the Finn and Ray hug on Starkiller Base. Mm, yeah. uh, it's a lot of great comedy. There are a lot of great stakes. The Starkiller Base is uh, warming up to fire. Uh, everybody's trying to uh, stop it as best they can. But they're looking for Ray. There's some great comedy of uh, Han scene, uh, Ray behind Finn, all that. So when they finally bump into to Ray, there's the big uh, just surprise that she's there. And in uh, Ray says, Finn, what are you doing here? And Finn says kind of casually, well, we came back for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Chewie roars and Finn says kind of nervously, what did he say? And Ray says that it was your idea. And then she grabs him in this big hug and then he melts into it. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple uh, beats of them talking about how she escaped. You wouldn't believe it if I told you. And then a great, uh, maybe it's not Kasdan, but it, it reeks of Kasdan, a great Kasdan Han Solo line, uh, escape now, hug later. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a little comedy button to a beautiful moment. But I just, I absolutely mm. adore this minute because or this moment, because uh, there's a lot in, in Finn and Ray's relationship in The Force Awakens that that builds this bond. Finn has that great speech in uh, Takadana Castle about, you know, I was raised to to kill and I decided not to do it. And uh, I, I felt kind of human for the first time. And part of that was you're the first person who ever looked at me like I wasn't just a soldier to be bossed around, like I was a human who could make my own choices, right? So mm. Finn is kind of expressing to Ray uh, in that moment what she gave to him. Yeah. And then, of course, we know Ray's story of, like, I'm going to sit in this horrible planet in this horrible life year after year because I think somebody's going to come back for me. Maz tries to kind of force her out of that and say, the belonging you seek is uh, ahead of you. Mm-hmm. She connects that to Luke. But then in this moment, it's this, this gift that this thing I've dreamed about, mm-hmm. that someone would care enough to come back for me, it happened in this totally unexpected way with this totally unexpected person and all of that is just totally played so well by these actors directed so well in that Chewie's also like <laughs> he's the one who makes the connection of like <laughs> uh, yeah he's downplaying it 
he tricked us all <laughs> just to come back for you. Like Chewie's like, no BS, let's get the truth out there. Uh, and that when it lands to Ray, what that means that she just melts and hugs him, right? That she yeah. doesn't even have words that she just hugs him yeah. and, and yeah. he reciprocates. Right. And their bond is made there. Right. That, mm-hmm. that these moments are why uh, Finn spends the next movie just trying to get Ray safe. Yeah, yeah, I love that you selected this moment. I think it is, um, it's it's often overlooked and maybe underrated uh, in, in just the bigger picture of these two characters' stories. It, it is truly an inter- intersection of their needs, uh, an intersection of what the, they're feeling. And yes, you're right, Finn, uh, Finn does, uh, tell, some, tell some fibs to get where he needs to go. But it's, <laughs> it's that power of, of connection for him, uh, and, and you're right, the, the, the way, there's a couple great moments that, between... Um, Ray and Chewie, where they completely understand each other. She understands him. And the, the, the whenever it happens, no matter the movie, they never stop to make acknowledge it, make it a joke. Uh, and it, it, to me, I've always read it as just a true connection between between Chewie and, and Ray. And so I love this one. I love uh, I love what you're saying about her just going, hey, someone actually, you know, cares about me. Uh, and then Finn kind of feeling that connection that's going to drive him forward and he's going to learn from that. And he's going to grow from that. You and I contend that there is a wonderful arc with the character of Finn uh, and, and what he goes through. And this is one of the key moments. And it's just downright happy and it's played well. And then to have, yep, everyone's favorite grump in the galaxy be there for it, to understand it, to know that it's not, yes, we need hugs, but let's get going. <laughs> Skip now, hug later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not actually uh, criticizing the hug. It's just, yeah. uh, he's the one who's like, this is a happy moment. We're in the middle of a crisis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, come on. Yeah. He's, he's, he's kissed a princess uh, during a, during a, uh, you know, tense moments inside the belly of a beast. He, he's been there. He gets it. He gets it. And he sees this, uh, this wonderful warm connection, but it's time to move on. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, for me, this is kind of a fun discovery as I go through my list. A lot of these happy moments are, uh, one person giving another person just exactly what they need. And it's yeah. this uh, explosion of happiness. So that's my number three, Finn and Ray hug in the midst of Starkiller Base. I love that. My number three is not happy at all. <laughs> but I contend it is a happy moment. We did not necessarily say the happiest scenes in Star Wars. So far, I think we've uh, covered uh, uh, moments in, in within scenes, and uh, yours was a kind of a fuller, more full scene there. The Soka Rex, Soka Anakin. They're scenes, they're scenes, but they're moments. Um, I'm fo- I'm focusing here, Joseph, literally on a second. Uh, it is, uh, but it's everything around it. Uh, ben Solo smiling at Ray just after they kind of share a kiss, and just before uh, she dies, <laughs> and he has to sacrifice himself to bring her back and move on. So. I understand there might be some people throwing tomatoes and eggs at the screen right now or at their uh, <laughs> transistor radio where you're listening to this radio program. Uh, I know there's a lot of different ways to look at the scene and not like it or not connect it. We, we've, uh, uh, we can go into that later on in another show. We can talk about it. We have talked about uh, a lot of the things that we love about uh, not just Rise of Skywalker, but this stuff. I just, this is one of those moments that kept popping into my head. So I, so I brought up the movie, God bless Disney Plus and your laptop, and I watched it. And watch that sequence, not the movie, but that sequence. And I just can't move away from the happiness, the pure, um, just kind of, I don't know what even to call it, relief, joy. Um, I guess you were right. I'm so glad this happened. Redemption. Um, also, hey, we kiss. That's weird, right? Okay. There's just every kind of level of happiness is in that <laughs> smile from Adam Driver to me. And it is, uh, I love the way it's shot. Um 
it is, uh, you know, not a clear, you know, he's, he's bruised and beaten. She's bruised and beaten. And they just went through the fight of their lives. And, and again, yes, we know what's going to happen, but to me, um, I just, it, it is a moment of pure happiness for this character these characters, but for Ben to earn that and get that after everything he went through and all the things he thought and all the things he thought he couldn't do and um, the life he he had ended up leading, I, I, I just I just really i am so happy for him. He got to feel that and he got to experience that and I think he earned that uh, and, I, and I'm happy for him, happy for her, despite <laughs> the darkness, despite the world literally falling around him. Uh, so I decided to stand by my choice there. I felt happiness for Ben. I felt happiness for myself as a fan. It's my number three choice. Yeah, I, I think this is an absolutely great choice. It is a moment uh, amidst lots of other moments. But I think looking at it just for the character, I think it's an extremely happy moment for the character. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I will join you in the caveating. I understand that uh, <laughs> many people are challenged uh by these choices with Ben Solo, by these scenes, as always, we, we respect uh, different opinions and we're just expressing ours. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, what, with putting aside any question of what should have happened and just looking at what I believe is happening in the story, mm-hmm. I think what's happening in that moment is he, I, he made this choice to reject the dark side and to try to go back to, to embracing the light. Mm-hmm. And for the second he threw that lightsaber... Uh, away and made that difficult choice on that bridge. He's on a mission, right? He's trying to find a ship. He's getting there. He's trying to help Ray. He's uh, thrown down a, a shaft. He's yeah. trying to make his way back. He he gets back too late, and and she's gone. And he he cradles her, and he makes a choice. Mm. And that's the big thing to me is like he makes a choice. This isn't a happy moment where they think everything's okay, and the bad guy pops up one more time and stabs him in the back. He made a choice yeah. to give his energy to Ray. And then she made the choice to kiss him. (laughs) She's the one who kind of, you know, is shocked to see him and to see that it's truly Ben and pulls him into that kiss. And then I think that that smile is, you're so right. It's so many things. I think it's Mm -hmm. relief of like, we did it. I did it. I, I, made the choices that I wanted to make, including giving my energy, uh, sharing my life with her. And, it's silly that it took us this long to get here. It's silly that we're uh, sitting in this yeah. uh, pile of uh, rubble. You know, it, it's, uh, it's, it was a surprise that she kissed me. It's just, mm-hmm. it's all silly and wonderful and absurd and beautiful and everything all at the same time. But I think it's just, for me, it's just a moment of, I did it. I did yeah. everything I wanted to do. And then I shared this moment with this person I truly love. Yeah. 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 Uh, Love that, yeah, and I and I think in in in, in summarizing the events, I think I t- tossed them all in there in the order of who dies and what. I understand. No need to tweet me. Um, <laughs> I just, but yeah, it is. It, it I, I absolutely love the the choices in it, and 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 the final thought, just analyzing analyzing uh, the, the the smile itself, and, and Adam Driver's uh, read of the smile. I've also this is totally my head cannon. I've taken a little bit of him just kind of going, huh? That's all it took, huh? <laughs> like. You know, you fear something, you're afraid of something, it dominates your life for so long and you're down a path and you're like, maybe I should have made a different choice. And then, then you're afraid to make that choice. And then you do and you're like, huh, yeah, it wasn't so bad. I should have done that a while ago. <laughs> but I, I feel good. I really agree with you. I think there's a lot of that in there. I think that's what makes it so human and so unique. It's just like, it's, it is so dumb that we haven't been here yeah. so much sooner. 
Yeah. Like, this is where we should be. Why, why did it take us this long to get here? Yeah. Like what an idiot I've been, but almost with like a, a sense of humor and a sense of like, hey, what, what are you going to do? Uh, you know, yeah. should have been here a long time ago, but at least we're here now. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. At least we're here now. Uh, I always say, you know, you, you have to acknowledge the past. You have to deal with the past, but you can't change where you are right now. You can only go forward. And that's not just for Kylo. That's for a lot of things. Uh, and I think uh, when, when I'm faced with that again and I get through it, I'm just going to go <laughs> and smile. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think the, for me, the reason I'm was kind of walking through the order of things is, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a sad moment uh, for Ray. It's a, it's uh, many emotions for the audience, depending on your take on it, a bittersweet moment, a sad moment, an infuriating moment. So yeah. audience has lots of emotions, but for, for uh, Ben, mm-hmm. I think it is truly a happy moment. Yes. He made this choice and everything is working out the way that he, he chose and yes. he gets this moment of happiness. Gets it. Yeah. Gets this moment of happiness. Absolutely. That's, that's a, that's a way I want to look at it too. So there you go. You can throw your eggs and tomatoes at me. All right. Um, but I love that moment. I really, really do. So it's my number three, which means I have ones that rank higher. Oh my gosh. The controversy here, but we're up to uh, your number two, Joseph, most happiest uh, moment in star Wars. Uh, my number two, I'm going back to the original trilogy. Uh, it is for me, the four spirits looking at Luke in return of the Jedi. Now, I can throw some Luke looking at the four spirits uh, in there, but I think for Luke, it's a little bittersweet. Uh, mm. I think it is happy, but it is like he's he's happy that his mentors are all proud of him and and kind of popping in to say, look, we're we're here. We're good. You did a good job. Great. Uh, but I always like that the way it's described in one of the Return of the Jedi storybooks that uh, Leia kind of doesn't know what he's looking at and, come, and he feels a little bittersweet and she uh, turns him back to the loving embrace of his friends, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I think it is a happy moment for Luke, but I think it, for Luke, it is a little, a little bittersweet of like, we, uh, we did it, but there was a cost, you know? Yes. Yes. Um, so not, not a, not a miserable moment, but just a bittersweet moment. Right. Mm. Um, it's a, it's a saying goodbye in some ways. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to share this number two from the perspective of the four spirits. <laughs> yes. Uh, Yoda and Obi-Wan and Anakin have all been through a lot. Um, yeah. And I think this moment that Anakin never thought he could have of obviously uh, he, he had it in, in life when he uh, was able to make the better choice and look on his son with his own eyes um, and, and mm-hmm. communicate with him. But now in this different sort of spiritual level to be like, I am restored and I am just smiling at my son and I am back with uh, my old friends, you know, mm-hmm, and for mm-hmm. Obi-Wan and Yoda, for Obi-Wan to be reconnected in, in the spirit world with his brother yeah. that, you know, he felt he lost. Um, and for all of them to be looking at Luke and going, we all had our, our doubts, right? Uh, yeah. Anakin was consumed by Vader and, and, and was fighting to see his son as his son. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan was apparently convinced that, uh, that, Anakin was gone and that he could never have this moment. Uh, Yoda, I think, in my opinion, was hoping that this was a possibility, but just needed to see how it all went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but Yoda certainly had his doubts in Luke, right? Big time. Yeah. That he's gonna, he, There's too much risk. He's yeah. going to turn out all like his father. So I think for all of them, it's just like, oh, you, Luke Skywalker, a troubled young man, you surpassed 
all of our fears and doubts and you did something that all of us at different points thought was utterly impossible and made this moment possible. So, yeah, I saw this on your list and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, let me watch that moment and, and watch the whole scene. And, and uh, you're so right uh, to start from the Force Ghost point of view. It's so happy when Anakin, and, I, and by the way, I don't care which, which version of Anakin shows up, right? We're not even, I, he, it doesn't matter. Sebastian Shaw, Hayden Christensen, all great. Uh, love, love just the appearance of it there. And, and um, it is, you're right, Luke, there, there's, a, there's a heaviness on Luke that I don't think ever leaves Luke. Right. It, I, it's whatever example you want to use Frodo in the Shire after it all. I, I don't care. It, it is. It, he's got to go uh, to the gray havens. Um, uh, the, the burden on Luke is always heavy, but there, there's joy, more joy. If you want to break, freeze frame it, you know, like when he turns around, when Leia shows up, I think the, the joy, pure joy enters. Uh, other than that, yeah. it is. And he smiles at him. Yeah. Right. Um, he smiles, but it is a little bit like looking back on, on everything that has been. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yes. It's, it's definitely an end of a journey moment. Right. And, uh, mm-hmm. but the flip side is that it's an end of an hour. It's a, it's, it's end of a six, uh, a six picture moment for Anakin <laughs> and Obi-Wan and Yoda. And I think you're so right. And, uh, in watching it last night, yeah. Uh, moved, uh, moved from that angle, moved overall, love the moment, love the sequence, but, uh, yeah, great. Uh, that, 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 uh, and, and what I love about the Hayden version all right. Sorry, Sebastian Shaw fans. I, I mail away for the figure, too. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do love how he plays it. There's this almost, correct me if I'm really off base, Joseph, this could be headcanon, but I've always taken it as a little bit of like, it's sheepish. It's like, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm here, and I'm so happy that I'm here. Uh, and thank you. Thank you, son, for seeing me to this moment. I've just re- put a lot into that with Hayden's version of it. Yeah, there, I, I have uh, I've been up and down with it over the years, but rewatching it again, I really do like the sort of almost the uh, aw shucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, yeah, and this is utter headcanon, but it, it almost is more like uh, the spirits are appearing uh, for Luke's benefit, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um had this discussion in other places that for me, uh, I think the four spirits show up only when somebody needs something. And I think mm-hmm. they, that Luke needed to see them all together and know we're all at peace. You, yeah. you did what all of us hoped you could do. And it's amazing that you did it and we're all here together. And I think they're kind of appearing for Luke. So in a, a way for me, there's like Anakin is, you know, uh, uh, feeling his own sentience within the force and and has to be just feeling all of the flood of being back to the light side and in this new form and there's there's this little to me uh element of uh hey obi-wan we'll commune about everything later yeah <laughs> right now we're here to smile at luke yeah no yeah i agree with that i love it and uh yeah uh with you and again uh not to get into the old uh, special editions versus this version versus the dvd version uh i in the end uh, agree with the choice to have hayden there and i think it's played well yeah, uh, I enjoy the moment regardless of who is there and embrace uh, what, what Lucas wanted to share. Love it. That is a uh, great number two. That is a big one. That means uh, we what, what could top that for you is a great <laughs> question. Uh, my number two is uh, one that I will admit has a lot to do with how I feel and how it makes me feel. And I don't want to be selfish, but hey, I like having a little joy in uh, my Star Wars too. And I am going to... Oh, selfish. Selfish. I'm going to The Force Awakens, but also to the trailer and also to the memories of watching it and also to the memories of just that time, uh, late 2015. And I'm going with Han saying to his buddy Chewie, Chewie, we're home. Man, 
Look, uh, it is definitely about the trailer. It is definitely the reveal. It is the first time we saw, uh, you know, we'd seen the Falcon. We'd seen some new characters. We hadn't really seen where's the, where's the legacy characters. How's it going to look on screen? And, and this was kind of our first big exposure to that. And it's perfect. And uh, back in the day and all through the years of Force, and remember back in the day, uh, you were so spot on, Joseph, with some of your insight into how even they were positioned and how it uh, tied to uh, the old classic promotional photo of Han and Chewie and Clearly, they were going for that, and and it worked because uh, we needed to, to feel needed. Uh, not that we were owed it, but it helped that for a lot of fans, we just felt like we were home uh, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. It's not a slide on prequels, anything. Just like it, just we didn't know this Disney sale in two thousand twelve was great, but what's it going to be? And you know, Rebels was out, some books are out, and and this was it though. And so that made me happy. It made thousands, if not millions, happy. And therefore, uh, I carried that happiness into every viewing of the of, of the film. And then, you know, for what it's worth, I think Han is pretty happy in that moment for Han Solo. For grumpy old, new jacket, same attitude, Han Solo. That's a pretty happy moment for him. He is home. He feels like he's home. And uh, it's well earned. So every time I watch it, I feel happy for him. I feel happy for uh, the fandom. I feel happy for me. Even go back to 2015, I carry those feelings forward. It's my number two choice from my most happiest moment. It is a great uh, choice, I think. Um, yeah, it is absolutely a happy moment from so many different perspectives, just from the perspective of uh, fan memory for myself of that trailer yeah. <laughs> and the positive reaction to it and the great conversations about it. And I do think it, uh, particularly as it's presented in the trailer, it has uh, a, a great nostalgia, uh, positive nostalgia thing of this idea of you can reconnect to something you loved in a different time mm-hmm. Um and this idea of that, hey, if you've loved Star Wars for a long time, you know, that there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, come come back home to Star Wars. Uh, and I think that is there in that trailer for sure. But then absolutely internally to the story in Han Solo, uh, just the power of uh, Chewie were home, right? That mm. Han Solo is always going to be in his happiest moments. He's a little bit of a grump, a little bit of a <laughs> doubter, a little bit of a point out like, yeah, but this, uh, like, I mean, that's that's his charm, right? And, well, I hope sure, so. Be, we, I hope so, Joseph, because it's also hopefully my charm. All right. So <laughs> I think you're safe. I think you're safe. Well, everything sucks except this one thing is a uh, it's charming because I think we could a lot of us can relate to that. Yeah. But the fact that he says we're not I'm and it's not uh, I got my ship back. It's not even we got our ship back. It's we're home. Yeah. And this idea that this junky old ship, that's where he is truly at home and you know i i, I want to see a few more stories uh with him and chewy flying around in that not anywhere near as cool a ship the hiravana yeah. and him just complaining about it constantly like it's yeah. stupid it doesn't work right and it's yeah. not in a range of the way. uh so to have that moment of like this is my true home this is where i truly feel um comfortable safe welcome yeah this is where i want to be uh, it's beautiful yeah, and 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 we you know we, we've talked often and, and, and will again about what the Falcon represents and it's its own character in a lot of ways and it was great but uh, yeah it, it, Han needed to be home we needed to be home and guess what we're home we're home. yeah so there you go. absolutely great um, that's my number two choice which means we are up to our number one choices and some honorable mentions but first we are going to take a break here on Force Center when we come back what are the moments that make us the most happiest while watching Star Wars or is it which character moment is the most happy we'll debate and list them stick around here for Star Wars Right. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back to Star Wars Ranked, episode 138. Wow, we've been ranking things for a while now. So happy to do <laughs> it here. Uh, we got uh, me, Ken Napsuck, and uh, Joseph Grimshaw. We are ranking our uh, most happiest moments in Star Wars. Uh, as always, some uh, moments didn't quite make the list. Joseph, we need to talk about our honorable mentions. What is on your list? 
Yeah, as always, this one was hard to leave some stuff off. Uh, I put in my honorable mentions because I talked about it very recently in Star Wars Ranked. If we want to talk about controversial moments, Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. here's one. Uh, But it is one that makes me extremely happy. Uh, It is the moment at the end of Rise of Skywalker where Rey is being asked uh, by the old woman on Tatooine, uh, what is your name? And uh, for me, it is just such a completion of Rey's journey. I know many fans don't like it, and I do understand that. But Mm -hmm. I love that this is where she's wanted to be she has wanted uh to feel comfortable in her own identity and a part of that for her is a sense of belonging mm-hmm. and so it's a happy moment to me for ray when she proudly proclaims that she is ray skywalker it's a triumph of uh, connection and found family and then uh, on top of that i think it's such a happy moment for luke and leia to see them looking at, at ray with such pride right mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it's it's a, a real mirror moment uh with the four spirits in Return of the Jedi looking at Luke with pride. Mm. This is Luke and Leia looking at Ray with pride. Look, look at you, look at what you overcame, and we're so proud of you. Yeah, yeah, I can't add anything to, to that other than uh, I, I understand it's a controversial moment. I've, 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 I enjoy it, and it, and it moves me, and and I think it's so well played by uh, Daisy Ridley uh, after the, especially after the, the Force Ghosts appear. You really feel the joy, it, and it's a joyful moment, and it should be taken as such. So love it, yeah. love it. Yeah. So that's a big one for me. Uh, another one we were t- just talking about Han being a grump in a in a moment where you get to see him process in real time. Like, wait, something could work out. <laughs> <laughs> it is at the moment in uh, Return of the Jedi when uh, Leia is uh, saying that she senses uh, Luke is not on the Death Star when it blew up, and and Han. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Except that he's not going to be with her. Han still thinks it's a love triangle. He has not been <laughs> updated. <laughs> uh, and he's like, I understand. I understand. And then Leia figures out what he's talking about. And he's like, you don't understand. He's he's my brother. Yeah. And Han kind of like accepts that in shock. And they have their initial kiss. And then, he, and then you watch the dime drop for him to realize, yeah. get past the brother. Okay, put a pin in that. <laughs> We'll talk about that later. Uh, remember on Echo Base? Um, but then that, that I really think it's like, wait, mm. there's, I have a happy ending for once. I, I've gotten to this place where I'm willing to be emotionally vulnerable with, yeah. with a person to just say, I want to be with you. Can we be together? And you just, mm. I thought it was going to be just smashed. Yeah. And you just tell me, no, it's great. It's smooth sailing. And the, like that look on his face of like, Hey, well, amazing. And then he pulls her in for the kiss. <laughs> well, that's a great breakdown of it. Yes, the the realization is pretty powerful. And uh, yeah, especially now knowing more of the story, thanks to uh, Solo, a Star Wars story, just this little scrum rat uh, coming up from the, the depths of Corellia and uh, putting that hard shell on for years. And yeah, it's something he's going to deal with. It's his personality. And we know that's going to be something, um, you know, more things coming, obviously, in Force Awakens and beyond. But yeah, for this moment, what a wonderful end of the journey. Because what you're saying, like he committed to an overall cause. Uh, he opened himself emotionally. He was a little uh, less solo with her and more Han. And, and uh, he was ready to accept his fate again. A little bit of a, yeah, you're right, you're right. It never does really work out for me type of thing. And then just to have her, even her look of just like, <laughs> no. He's my brother. I, I've lo- always loved that moment. And I've always, the tops trading card of that moment is one of my favorites. Um, you know, the kiss and, and uh, you, know, you know, Wicked interrupts it. It's a fun little moment. So, uh, yeah, kudos all around. Yeah, absolutely great moment. About eight different mini moments in there that could be the yes. happiest moment. But the the big picture where, where Han's like, oh, wait, things are going to work out. Things are going to um, work out. 
Yeah, a couple more for me. Uh, uh, Kenobi hugging Dex. We've we've talked about the yeah. Dexter's Diner scene a lot, but just like that, mo- it's hard to find happy moments in the prequels. There are thrilling moments. There are cool moments. There are moments that make me happy. Right. Um, but uh, that's just pure joy. You know, I just love that picture of Obi Wan Kenobi of like, I am. I'm maybe prideful. Yeah. <laughs> I might uh, be snarky. I might be a little quick to judgment. I have a lot of flaws, uh, but just wanting adventure is not one of them. I want to hang out in coffee shops and bars with pals. Yeah. <laughs> and you just get that of the, he's so happy to see Dex. He's that huge it's, smile on his face. I love it. I <laughs> love it too. Yeah. Not much more I can add to, well, I'm sure we'll be talking more about Dex in the future. Cause hot damn, we love Dex. We love that scene. We love that diner. And uh, I want to go there and hug Dex. Yeah. Only, only uh, so long before Dexter pops up in a Disney Plus show, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Uh, it, two more for me. Do you want me to hold off or do you want to? Uh, uh, yeah, no, just go through. Yeah. Yeah. We're, okay. I have a shorter list this week too. Uh, also in Attack of the Clones, um, just the entire Yoda and the Youngling scene. I've always loved mm. that scene because I think Yoda is a character, uh, can be, be very pensive of, mm, let's, we need, really, really need to think about this. But I mm. think he's always a character who keeps in mind, like, the point of the light side is not just protecting it, but enjoying it. It's yeah. uh, joy and whimsy and making people feel safe and happy. And the fact that he's just so jokey, right? Uh, uh, with the, the, oh, Master Obi-Wan has yeah. lost the planet. How embarrassing, how embarrassing. And so proud of the younglings, right? And and so totally. believing in their uh, their perspective to be have young minds be freed of preconceptions. Mm. All that stuff is going on. It just makes it a really happy scene. I totally agree. And, you know, I was looking through Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith specifically to, to, to represent those films. And, you know, the times are a little darker, especially Sith. Not a lot of, you know, ha- not a lot of happy moments on Mustafar to, to choose from. But uh, <laughs> you, you found two of the, uh, uh, the best ones out there. The Kenobi and Dex and Yoda and the Younglings. Real sweet scenes and moments. Yeah, absolutely uh, sweet scenes to me. And then I just, I went to one in uh, The Mandalorian. Uh, a lot of moments that I could pick from that last uh, episode season of season two. Uh, but my wife gave me a Grogu calendar, and this is one of the images in it, and it just reconnected me with how much I love it. And I think it is a, a moment of, of happiness. Uh, when Luke Skywalker is there, he's landed the X-Wing, and he is fighting his way to go help this child. And there's that image where Grogu sees the Jedi on the screen, and Grogu leans in and touches the screen. Yes. And for me, it's such a, the reason it's a happy moment is, you know, Ahsoka uh, lays it out that it's going to be his choice whether he wants to call out for help. He gets to Tython. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm dropping a dime and making that call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, need, I need help from my people on whatever level of intuition or logic uh, Grogu's 50-year-old brain is using. But he, he requests, he makes the call for help. And he senses, I think, that Luke is is his people and Luke is there to help him and to give him something he needs. And the way he puts his hand on the screen is like, help is coming for me. My people are coming for me. Mm. Uh, not to take anything away from his relationship with Din, but he, he made the choice to make that call. And I just love that little gesture of even through a screen. Mm-hmm. You know, it. Um, I'm not comparing Grogu to a dog, but uh, <laughs> after I moved away, my, my chihuahua that I, I love so much, Nico, learned to recognize uh, the sounds of my Ford Fairmont and mm. would get excited when I was half a block away, my parents would tell me, because he knew <laughs> yeah, yeah. that I was coming to visit. And it's, just, it's got, I'm not comparing Grogu to a dog, but it's got that <laughs> kind of emotion of, 
ah, uh, some somebody I really need and I really want to see is yeah. is almost here. No, yeah, I, I, yeah, no. The, to pinpoint the 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 Grogu hand on the screen, I watched it uh, this morning to to refresh myself, and and in a big giant scene and sequence, and Luke's back and Din's crying, we're all crying, and also the dark sabers at play. All that is just a wonderful happy moment. So I agree with you fully. Yeah. It's a small, beautiful moment. It makes me happy too. So maybe mm. I'm tipping into uh, ranking my own happiness, <laughs> hey. uh, like we're talking about. But that's my honorable mentions. Hard not to, hard not to. Uh, in fact, uh, it shows up in a lot of my honorable mentions here. Uh, first one, you mentioned a great Force Awakens moment. Uh, Ray and Finn hugging. There's some great hugs in the Force Awakens, and right before one of the best ones, which is uh, Finn and Poe, which also includes the uh, lip bite that changed the galaxy, uh, and the talk of the jacket. Right before that, that's a great moment. I I I should just be fair and say, hey, you know, that's in there as well. But one of my favorite moments is right before it, and it, it, it's a beat. It is, it is Finn coming off the Falcon, uh, anxious, nervous, confused, uh, stressed, all the things. And then uh, he sees Poe. All right, that's I, that's the guy. And then boom, his legs get his leg gets bumped, and there's BB-8 rolling to his guy, <laughs> rolling. Talk about dog. I'm not saying BB-8's a dog, but it's hard not to think about that moment too. Um, yeah. There's Poe. There's my friend. Um, there's a lot of moments with, with I think um, BB-8 and Ray, and BB-8 and Poe, and and a lot of characters interact with BB-8. He has that feeling. We're all happy. We all love him. That's uh, the great one of the greatest things of the sequel era is uh, BB-8 shows up and is immediately embraced as as one of us, one of the new ones. Uh, I, I think I think that is. Uh, Time and time again, I love looking back to those days uh, where we all fell in love with BB-8. And this is one of the moments that just, uh, we all fell in love with, uh, fell, fell, we fell in love with BB-8 before we saw the movie. And then moments like this <laughs> just made it go, yep, yep, we were right, we were right. We were, we are Poe in this moment. So I've always loved that little moment. I think that's absolutely great. I think it's, you know, one of the many moments that makes Poe so strong in The Force Awakens of just like, ah, we're going to we're gonna get stuff done. This is great. I'm going to be positive. Yeah. Uh, he's got some stumbles later. <laughs> yep. But this moment, yeah, if BB-8 had a little uh, robotic tail, it would be wagon, right? He's yeah. so happy to see Poe alive and that Poe totally reciprocates it. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, it's a great evolution of uh, Anakin and Luke love R2 and think of him as a, you know, mm-hmm. this friend who's always by their side. But the fact that Poe is so demonstrative about it, the way we are with our own pets, just kind of, yeah. it's a great evolution of the friendship between uh, a pilot and his droid. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, other one on, uh, on the list for me is uh, another movie that, again, I, I, you know, tried looking at and said I'd love to represent this movie, but it's also it has a reputation as being one of the darker Star Wars stories. Empire Strikes Back, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> there's joy in there. And one of my favorite moments, going back to a, being a kid and celebrating this moment, and, and it's a great reference. I love when uh, over the um, PA in the in Echo Base, you hear the first transport is away. The first <laughs> transport is away. And everyone cheers hooray i mean look it's not a great situation things aren't going well the empire is literally striking back but i think again similar to that leia hug and chewy after escape the death star there is joy in uh, them though are hills of the rebellion and uh, they uh take those small victories and they continue to build with them i think it's a great way to look at it and i've just always loved that fun little moment it's a great moment. It's a it's a take the win, <laughs> take the small victory, right? Uh, yeah. As uh, as was expressed by Derek Hobby Clivian, there was some doubt that this plan would work, and it did. The first transport is away, and the goal of the day is to get away. Yeah. That's a victory. That is a victory. 
Speaking of victories, also on my list is Anakin winning the pod race in the celebration. Um, I didn't include this moment. I think it's a big moment for the character, and there's great joy. Uh, this is a little, you know, literally winning his freedom, even though that's going to put a difficult decision that's going to affect his life in front of him. All that's there. Uh, sometimes just as, uh, even as much as I love Phantom Menace and I love the pod race, eh, this this moment, I, I, I like it versus uh, love it, but it's a great mm-hmm. moment for Anakin. I just wanted to reflect it. And uh, it, it just uh, everyone cheering, uh, all the, the, the ooh, ooh, all that kind of stuff going on. I love uh, uh, Warwick Davis has walled his little uh, dance. <laughs> he loses it, man. Yeah, Kitster. <laughs> gotta, you gotta love Kitster. Everyone's happy. Um, and Anakin, yeah, I mean, this is, uh, you know, a well-earned moment for this character covered in dirt. Looks like he's got a grease paint beard, like he's doing old vaudeville <laughs> villain work. Um, uh, absolutely love it, I think so. Even though, uh, it's, uh, you know, for me, like I said, I enjoy the scene, but I, it just doesn't move me, um, as much as some of the other moments do. And that's not fair to the scene. And I want to put the scene there because I think it's just a great big happy moment in Star Wars. Absolutely. And I think uh, an underexamined line is me saying you've brought hope to those who have none. I'm paraphrasing there. Um, And, you know, it's not it's a line that I've been paying more attention to because, yeah, it's not really shown in the film. We don't get to flash across Tatooine and see a lot of people going like, maybe I can do things I didn't think I could. Mm -hmm. But I really like that that idea is there in the film that that isn't just a victory for Anakin. It's not just a way for uh, Padme to get back on track, that it actually maybe made a difference in some people's lives. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, two more moments for me. Again, speaking of victory, uh, I I, um, I wanted to put the whole sequence there. You, you did such a wonderful job talking about uh, Luke and the Force Ghosts looking at him in, in, in the Return of the Jedi sequence. But I mentioned like Wicked Dance and everything. I just wanted to acknowledge Yub Nubbin on Endor is <laughs> this fairy tale uh, happy ending. Um, even if, you know, Kasdan is in the corner going, you yeah, should have killed Han. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, we're celebrating um, and I wanted to find like a little moment again, the wicked dancing, but I was, I was just watching the sequence last night and, and just, I love wedge and Luke hugging and, and I love wedge and Chewie hugging uh, night and I'm going around high-fiving people. I love Lando and, and Chewie and, and, and Lando's kind of like, yeah. And then we like, boom, we exploded at the Death Star. <laughs> he's already, he's, he's practicing for uh, the Calrissian Chronicles <laughs> entry is. in that moment. He is. And even the silly, it, it's kind of silly. If you really stop and watch it, um, a reminder to take Star Wars completely serious and not serious at all is watching the rebel pilots and the, and the rebel commandos, kind of the extras da- dancing like a junior high dance with the Ewoks while they're celebrating, <laughs> just doing a little shuffle like, yay, yay. And Richard Mark wants like, all right, reset, do it again. Dance, dance, dance. I just, I love all of that. And, and it is, uh, it is kind of cheesy. The whole thing's kind of cheesy and in a, in the greatest way possible, the story of the rebellion winning. And, and I love the updated version. I, I do miss Yubnub, uh, the actual song, yeah. but I really, eh, I always have to admit, I've kind of loved the, the, the altered version, the, the newer version, special editions, which by the way, 25 years on, not the newer edition anymore. Um, <laughs> so anyways, I just, I, I wanted to highlight the good old Yubnubbin on Endor. There are a million great shots in that. And yeah, it can just get uh, uh, disappeared into like uh, having fun, joking about it, having fun debating the songs. But there are a lot of individual shots that are really well done that that Mm -hmm. are each character connecting uh, like, wow, people really liked Wedge. That's great. He feels like a part of the family. Lando telling a story. Han and Leia really hugging in that different way, right? There's that one shot where like they're really cradling each other. Like we made it, you know, a lot of beauty in that. So I'm really glad you picked it. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's the victory of all victories there in the original trilogy. Final one for me, then we'll move on. I, I, I you know, uh, you had a Grogu moment. I was like, well, I, I got to find one. That's the happiest, uh, you know, creature in the galaxy. <laughs> it's one that brings the most happiness. So I thought, well, outside of the that 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 moment you picked is is like this real deep happiness. It's real true happiness there, uh, and is leading to something big. But I was like, well, what's the other moment of happiness for Grogu? And that is Grogu getting his macaroons. <laughs> and again, watch that sequence last night. There's so much. It, there's a reason uh, macaroons are going for a hundred dollars on eBay or whatever. Like, like it. Yeah, it is a great moment, and, and everything about it. The comedy, well played. But when he finally whoop in the force, and he calls it over, and the wonderful uh, uh, kid looks over in shock at just the the shot of Grogu eating. You cannot convince me that is a animatronic uh, prop. That is a real creature. Sitting there, the joy just shines through. It is victory. Talk about small victories. It is victory. I got the cookies, and it's pure happiness. I'm so glad you picked it because the happiness comes in many forms. And like we were talking about, you know, a possible definition of happiness is when you you get something you truly need. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes that can be emotionally. Somebody gave me the exact. Um, emotional you know uh support that i need yeah. uh and this is i needed those cookies i'm always hungry and they look so good and everybody's keeping me from things and ah, i'm eat these cookies that's true happiness that's what i needed it is and i and you know i and a lot of people all of us we can relate right uh, you put a stack of oreos in my hand and i look like grogu as well so hey uh, look a tear has come to my eye eating a frozen pizza because this is just what i needed Man, I had a great one last night. I'll share the details off air. Oh, yeah, um, please. Yeah. From the happiness of frozen pizzas, Grogu and his uh, uh, cookies, and uh, a lot more, we're going to move to our number one choices for our most happy moments, the happiest moments in Star Wars. I'll go with my number one so Joseph can close the show with his. And uh, speaking of big victories and celebrating, um, I, uh, I am a unabashedly fan of the rise of Skywalker as you are too, Joseph, uh, warts and mistakes and all. Yep. 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 Totally get it. But man, I say so many times, eh, rise, of, rise of Skywalker makes me cry. And and maybe I say it so much that no one actually believes me watching this on my laptop last night. I started crying to where like grace was concerned, <laughs> just that tearing up and the tears start to fall. Uh, I'm just so in on this moment and it is the specific moment of Finn, Poe and Ray embracing crying holding on to each other at the end of Rise of Skywalker. That celebration is big, and it's not un- it's not unlike uh, Yub Nubbin on Endor. There's a lot of funny things in the background, and there's characters with the great uh, Larma Daisy, Daisy Kiss. There's Lin-Manuel Miranda dancing. There's so many things to focus on there. <laughs> um, I just love when uh, Finn and Poe find each other, um, and then when Rey emerges and, and uh, the X-Wing lands, and, and she's again battered and bruised and bloodied and sweaty and her hair's all a mess and man she just went through it all and they've all been through it all and then um they find each other and the the embrace and i remember that there was a couple of those instagram shots that went out on final day and there were some hugs and you just know that these three in particular uh, got really close and um grew up together on the set even though oscar isaac a little older and had been in some other things and a little bit more known he's still became the Oscar Isaac I think we're now seeing in all these movies because of uh, his involvement with these movies. And 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 Boyega, despite Attack the Block, he grows up. And this Daisy Ridley goes from one headshot shared across the world to uh, now just a, a, a top-of-the-line um, performer and actor. And I think they went through so much that I, I absolutely, absolutely think 
that there was just so much realism in that moment for the three of them. Um, yes, they're great performers, and yes, they can probably uh, cry on camera better than I ever could. But ah, I just, I, it just, it just explodes out of the screen for me every time I watch it. And 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 happiness for the characters, Finn, mm-hmm. the one that wanted to keep them together in the middle, wanting connection. Ray, part of the bigger story, uh, by her own way now and her own her own name and, and her own choices and agency. And and and, and Poe surviving the leader, the one who had lost hope despite needing to 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 to, to keep the flame alive, but he 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 found it with the connection and others. It just means so much. I can go on and on and on about that. But here, just talking about the pure joy. That's why I think it gets me every time. And and even when there's other there's other moments that I've talked about so much that get me tears or get me uh, inspired and I start to get moved and emotional because of that. This one, I don't know, just all of it kind of, if, if even if I'm having one of those days when just Rise of Skywalker is on in the background, I stop for this one and it starts to get me and I just feel, uh, as a Star Wars fan, the most happy, uh, the happiest moment in Star Wars for me is this embrace at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I think that is a great one and I think very well said. I think for me, why it works so, so well is that the actors are, are so successfully playing uh, not just joy, but relief, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, as there's the, the great moment of, uh, of, of Poe and Finn coming together, but then as, as Ray is coming up battered, she stops and the way she cries isn't like, let's open the champagne, right? Yes, it's, yes. It is such a relief to see you. You're both okay. You're, you're my family. Mm. You're, you know, along with the, my Skywalker mentors, along with my deep connection to to Ben, that it, that is, you know, bittersweet, and she's going to have to work through. Yeah. Um, they're her, her family, and they're okay, and they got her. They helped get her through this, and she didn't let them down. And like, you know, Palpatine played on that of like, yeah, they're all going to die, and you brought them here, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And just that way she melts is ah. Uh, Mm. Everything I feared it didn't happen, and instead I get to be with my people. Um, yeah. And I love yeah. the way it connects. Uh, uh, I love that Finn is in the middle because it, it, he he has been since the beginning, right? Of, yeah. He develops the relationship with Poe. He develops the relationship with Ray. All three of them come together in this film. They're clearly in it together. Uh, Ray and Poe have this sort of uh, funny, spiky relationship, but they do uh, care about each other. They're they're on the same page and. Finn's the one who's like, I used to run away. I used to doubt, but I have hope. I have uh, faith. I have this feeling that we can get to this moment. Mm. Um, and it, it's such a great reflection of earlier in the film when Ray's in such a rough place, Poe's in such a, fu- a rough place, and Finn's like, hands. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Poe's like, oh, we got to do hands. And it's got, it's kind of a, a little hug thing that n- neither Ray or Poe are fully there for. Yeah. And now after their triumph, they are. And, mm-hmm. and Finn is, you know, uh, holding them both uh, together and they're all holding each other in that uh, that relief of we did it. Yeah. 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 Well said. I'm too busy crying while you're saying those <laughs> wonderful words. Um, just absolutely. Yeah, it's all there. Great moment. I hope you all out there appreciate that. Uh, end sequence. And yeah, you know, uh, you know, maybe an Ewok needs to do a cartwheel and we'll be uh, even more uh, happy. But no, I uh, love it. Love the sequence. And uh, yeah, that's my number. And I. 
I'll throw in a, an honorable mention that I should have from that area is the the Lando uh, wanting to help Jana mm-hmm. to find Jana find where she's from. Let's find out. That's uh, that, that's a beautiful happy moment. So many happy moments. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite. In the end of this film. Yeah, it's one of my favorite little moments. Watch it again last night too. Ah, really love that yeah. one too. Yeah. So much to talk about in that film, but we're going to move on and close out the show with Joseph's number one choice for the happiest moment in Star Wars. Joseph, what do you have? For my number one, I just went to the moment uh, that honestly in my gut pops in my head when I think about happiest moments in Star Wars. And I think it is a power of that very first film in uh, 1977. It is uh, much like you're hugging. It's Luke, Leia in hugging at the end of Star Wars right after Luke lands. Um, It's a different kind of happiness, right? Um, in, In Rise of Skywalker, we feel the pain and we feel the relief of everything that they have been through and how impossible it seemed to get to this moment uh, alive and safe and connected. And for me, in the reason that the moment in Star Wars pops is it's this different kind of happiness. It's youthful happiness. It is popping the champagne mm. happiness, right? Like there's uh, there's moments of of uh, of being somber. There's this the regal celebration with the medals, but this is just that. To me, that there's this um, energy of Lucas wanted to make this film to be kind of a a myth, right? Mm-hmm. To say here's here's the way to get through some of the dark uh, times, but also to just give something fun and joyful to kids in a time where mm. it's a rough time, uh, and there's a lot of dark cinema that was wrestling with truthfully with the dark sides of of humanity and culture. But this was like, this is such a, hey, kids, you can do it moment (laughs) without being cheesy. And so to see that sort of youthful joy of absolutely fresh faced Luke Mm. just come out of his cockpit screaming. Right. And Leia, the regal princess, suddenly being a 19 year old kid Mm. who can't believe they did it, too, and is running up to him screaming, Luke, hey. Uh, And then Han, the old grump. (laughs) <laughs> needs to get in on it too. Comes running in with the, you know, and Luke just screaming, I knew you'd come back. I just knew it. And mm-hmm. uh, well, I wasn't like you take all the credit and get all the reward or uh, get all the credit and take the reward. And um, yeah, kind of saying something grumpy, but there's nothing grumpy. It's just an explosion of holy bleep. We did it. It's mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is awesome. I didn't know this could happen. And then we have that brief uh, interlude of sadness with R2. But even then, uh, <laughs> Luke stays positive, like, ah, I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> and that parts. that shot, it's such a great gift, that shot of the three of them linked arm in arm, just bouncing around the corner. You know, yes. uh, it is, it, it, Han's a little bit older, but it's just youthful happiness. It's just, um, I think for me, having done a lot of uh, live theater, uh, it, it reminds me of moments, especially when you're younger and you haven't had, you know, as many performances where like, holy crap, that went amazing. I feel, you know, totally empowered. I can, I can do things. I can make a difference. I'm with other people. We did it together. And you're just bouncing off stage together. And it feels like they're just bouncing off stage. Like that was, we had an amazing improv set guys. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to go to the dressing room. They're going to take their costumes off. What, what Denny's are we going to go to and celebrate? Yes. Yeah. And they're talking that, that was that bit when you did that. It's like, I wasn't sure if you'd follow me, but you did. Like, it's just, it's got this youthful, Holy bleep, we did it. This is so great. Uh, and, it, and it's it's a frozen moment amidst a lot of other terror, but it's it's so fitting for that film. I think it's part of the reason that film was so 
thrilling because it, it presents dark things. It presents challenges, but the good guys win and they celebrate and we get the somber, you know, uh, metal ceremony. Somber is maybe not the right word. The, the official, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Uh, the official, the serious, the way adults celebrate, uh, the way subdued, government celebrate. Yeah, subdued, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the way royals celebrate. It, it is an official ceremony. It's a ceremony. And this is a party. Yeah. Yeah, I love this. This is, I think, the the, the perfect choice for, for number one in the close-up of the show. Because in a lot of ways, you're right, what Lucas was trying to do, that template obviously is going to inspire other Star Wars uh, content and, and, and stories. And even some of the moments we're talking about later on, I think, oh, a lot to just what you're saying about this moment did. In the face of all... You can succeed. You can make it happen. And there's great joy in that. And the connection. And you're right. It's like it's like they graduated high school. They're walking away. It's like a scene in Greece. Like, we'll be together. Like, that's starting to happen. Um, it, 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 and it, and it, again, similar to like when they celebrate uh, getting out of the Death Star, uh, where it just seems so authentic and so real. I love your insight on just uh, the regal princess looks like the child that she really is uh, by age and not by, uh, you know, charity or experience and what she's gone through, but she just gets to experience that. She lost her parents, lost her world, lost her family, but she stayed in the fight and, and she earned that. She earned all that joy. And, and yes, speaking as, as a grump, yes, Han, uh, Han's going to celebrate in his way, but he's celebrating and he's experiencing it as well. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's he's got a little bit of like, yeah, I'm gonna hold on to it, but he's he's yeah. smiling and joking, and yeah, I love the way, uh, you know, Han and Luke embrace, and then Leia just throws herself in there. Yes, 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 <laughs> into that hug. She, they're they're all gonna be a part of the joy. Yes, yes, uh, that is uh, that is a great way to close out the list here. Uh, it, it, you know, the, the joy in Star Wars. I think we all know it's there. We all know the happiness is there, but there's um. There's a, there's a lot of things to get there. And well, yeah, you're right. Around the corner, a lot of things is the darkness and it's always going to be there. But Star Wars is there to remind you that if you keep fighting, you keep digging deep and you keep connecting and helping with others, you're going to find the joy that everyone deserves in the galaxy. So great list, Joseph. Thank you so much for sharing those. Oh, yeah. There's a ton of fun and a great list to you as well. Thank you, sir. Thank you. We are, for those who are just uh, recently discovering us, maybe through the Book of Boba Fett reviews, we are the Force Center Podcast feed. You can find us on these spots on Twitter at Force Center Pod. We're on Instagram and YouTube as well. On YouTube right now, uh, releasing all of our videos, uh, audio versions of our shows. We don't do the cameras, but uh, you can hear our voice and uh, listen at whatever speed you want to. We know sometimes <laughs> we go uh, in-depth and for long times. Um, you can also uh, find us on Facebook at Force Center Podcast. Get merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. You can get an audio book on us by going to audibletrial.com slash Force Center. Good thing to try as the High Republic era kicks up again. And uh, you can support us directly at patreon.com slash Force Center. You can find the podcast in a lot of different spots. We're homed, uh, housed, homed, or we're housed on Anchor. <laughs> Excuse me, ACAS. I keep doing that now. That's crazy. It's in my mind. We were on Anchor for so long. We loved our time there. We're now on ACAST. And from there, you get us into all the other spots. You can normally find podcasts. You can follow me at Catnapsock or go to catnapsock.com. Uh, and don't forget, we also have our exclusive show, Data Bank Dive, on the companion. Uh, check out information on our tweets, how to sign up and watch that show. Joseph, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me Twitter, Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw, and you can check out my website for all the other stuff I do. My website is also my name, josephscrimshaw.com. Do it, my friends, and go out and seek joy and happiness and share a good hug. We'll see you next time. Star Wars has been ranked. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.